friends, and welcome to the Girl Means Business Podcast. I'm your host, Kendra Swalls, a photographer and educator on a mission to help you find your passion, power, and purpose through entrepreneurship. So let's jump right into today's episode because this girl means business. Hey guys, and welcome to the Girl Means Business podcast for another fabulous week. We are here talking all about life, motherhood, business, and marketing. If you are new to the podcast, I just want to say a huge welcome and thank you because it is so exciting to have new listeners. I get DMs and messages all the time from people saying that they found the podcast either through somebody else's episode that I was on or from Instagram or Facebook. And so I'm always thrilled when we have new people joining the show and tuning in every single week. Now, last week, I mentioned that I was coming back from a week-long trip to Colorado. It was a wonderful, relaxing, exciting, fun vacation girls trip with my mom and my two daughters and I. And while we were there in Colorado, we stayed in a lovely, beautiful Airbnb. It was a great cabin out in the woods. We saw moose. We saw foxes. I think that's how you say that plural. And we just enjoyed nature. Now, in the process of choosing where to stay, I looked on Airbnb and VRBO and all these different options. And it kind of occurred to me as I was preparing for today's episode that the topic we're going to talk about today of luxury brands really kind of hit home when it came time for me to choose a place for us to stay. I was looking on Airbnb and all these other sites, and there were so many options, options for every budget, every adventure style, every type of setting you could want to be in. And where we were staying there in Breckenridge, there were options of condos near downtown where you could walk out your door and be right on Main Street. You could be up in the mountain on the ski slopes with all of the excitement and the adventure. You could have a mountain chalet with a beautiful log cabin. You could have a basically a mini mountain mansion. They were incredible homes. You could have been somewhere in another town. There were just so many options. And it reminded me of the greatness of running your own business because you get to decide what type of business owner and what type of business you want to have. Just like with the different types of vacation homes. For this particular trip, we wanted a place that was close to town, but still felt a little bit secluded. We wanted something where we had beautiful views and a deck we could sit on in the morning and have coffee or at night and drink our wine. We wanted to be able to feel like we were in the mountains and really experience that mountain feeling but not be so secluded that we were driving 30 minutes to get somewhere. So we found our perfect little spot. And your business is the exact same thing. Whatever it is that you are offering to your audience, whatever it is that you're creating for them, if you're creating a feeling, if you're creating an experience for them that is unique to your brand, you're going to attract people who want that. This house that we chose attracted us to it because it offered the things we were looking for. If we had been looking for adventure and excitement and busy lifestyle downtown, a a fun condo with a game room and all the amenities, then we would have gone in that direction. But for this particular vacation, that was not what we were looking for. 
And the same thing applies to your business. And I've talked about this in past episodes, and we're going to get into it today with my interview with Sarah. But the idea of really understanding who your brand and your business is designed for. I'm going to use the analogy one more time of the Airbnbs, but some of these condos that we looked into, they were not designed necessarily for the family types. They were designed for adventure couples who were there to go hiking or skiing or whitewater rafting. They were smaller. They were more intimate. They didn't have all of the amenities that we could get in other places because we had children traveling with us. If your brand is catering to one type of audience and you are conveying that and all the things you're putting out into your website, your social media, the way you communicate with people in your messaging and all those those branding pieces that come together, you are going to attract the people who are wanting the type of value and offer that you are putting out there. So just like there is a vacation home for every person that wants to rent an Airbnb, there is an audience for every type of business that you can imagine. So when you have this fear of, I cannot put myself into this space because there's already somebody there, or I don't know if there's an audience for it, I can almost guarantee you the answer to that is going to be, yes, there is. Today's guest in particular, her name is Sarah Clifford Owen. She is a mom, an entrepreneur, and a candle maker, and her story is really incredible. She is the founder and CEO of the Worthington Collection, which is a luxury candle brand known for their odor-eliminating candles. And today, we're going to dive into the idea of creating a luxury brand, which can be a little intimidating. Because when you think about starting a brand new business, you feel like you have to start from the ground up, which every business does. However, that does not mean that you have to put yourself in a position to price yourself or present your company in a way or your brand in a way that does not scream, this is who I am catering to. And in the case of Sarah's company, the Worthington Collection, she particularly wanted to focus on this luxury candle brand. She wanted it to have a very specific feel and a vibe and a clientele. And she's doing all that from day one, which I think is incredible. And I'm so excited for y'all to hear her story and get into all of these things. But I wanted to preface this interview by saying, if you are afraid in your business to raise your prices, change your branding, or do something that's going to help you become more of the brand you envision your business being, let this episode be the inspiration you need to take it and say, you know what? I can do this. I can make this. I can cater my company to the audience I really am dreaming of having. Instead of playing it small and saying to myself, well, because I'm still new, I can't be at this certain level. Because I'm still new, I have to play it small. When in reality, you need to be asking yourself, is this the brand and the clientele that I want to build? So I'm really excited for you to hear my interview with Sarah Clifford Owen of the Worthington Collection. So without further ado, let's jump right into my conversation with her all about building a luxury brand. All right, guys, today on the Girl Means Business Podcast, I have Sarah Clifford Owen today chatting all about her new luxury candle line. I cannot wait to dive into this topic and the idea of starting off in a luxury space. So Sarah, welcome to the podcast. How are you today? 
Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. I cannot wait to get into your story, hear all about this business you've started and your journey. So tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, and how you got into the space you're in now. Yeah, yeah, sure. So again, I'm, I'm Sarah Clifford Owen. Um, I It's kind of a shift for me. So I was in um, healthcare project management for over 10 years. Um, so completely random jumping to candles, but, um, you know, it's having a business and creating something has always been, you know, since I was a little girl, I mean, my parents were business owners. I always wanted to to do something. They owned a funeral home. I knew I definitely wasn't doing that, but, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, I, I always wanted to, to be like them and, and own something, but I just could never, you know, find what it is that I wanted to do. And I would see other people starting businesses and saying, yeah, no, that's not for me. So, you know, I'm really good at project management. Let me stick to that. And then, um, during the pandemic, um, you know, when, you know, everyone is home and, you know, I used to like to go out to eat, to unwind or, you know, meet with friends or just go out with my husband and my, my, my kid and, you know, that kind of stopped. So, um, cooking has always been a passion of mine as well, but, you know, nothing that I'd be like, Oh, I'm going to start a business cooking, <laughs> but I started cooking a lot, you know, a lot more. It's like, all right, well, you can't really go out to eat. Like we're going to, you know, we're going to cook. And I, I did one of those um, delivery services that delivers like the ingredients and stuff. So I was using a lot of different spices and, and things that I had never really used before. And like the smells are awesome while you're, you're, you know, you're cooking, but after it was like, okay, this house is like starting to smell of, you know, like everything that I cooked this entire week is just like circulating through the vents. So um, I started using a lot more candles and ordering a lot of candles online. Um, you know, to hopefully like combat that, those, those smells and they, some of them smelled really great. Um, you know, I'd like them while I was cooking and you know, kind of help. But then after the fact, it's like, okay, you know, that stuff's still here. So I don't know, like there was just like this burning little idea in my head, like, okay, you should probably like see how you could, you know, fix that issue or, you know, learn how to make your own candles that kind of popped in, which I was like, okay, that's silly. Like I'm not going to start <laughs> making candles in the kitchen. Like what, you know? And um I think like, you know, at night when it's like, you know, you're binge watching something on TV and you're like, you know, Googling things, it just kind of popped into my head. Like, how do you make a candle? So I started like, you know, researching that and I got a little intrigued. Like there are, you know, a lot of YouTube videos and just like, you know, articles and stuff about candles and it really caught my attention. And so I just, every night I just really kind of started like researching a little bit more and I was like, you know what, I maybe I might want to do that. Um, and I, then I did happen to notice that there were a couple like celebrities who were, you know, coming out with candles. So I was like, they may know something, <laughs> you know, this might be, this might be it. This could be the idea. So I kind of just, you know, started off by experimenting in the kitchen, which I thought was silly, <laughs> but yep, that's exactly where I was like on my stove, like mixing wax and stuff. Um, had a couple scary, scary moments, <laughs> you know, um, but once I kind of, you know, did my research and I got that perfect candle, I was like, Ooh, I think I could do this. Um, but then the, the issue of, all right, okay, now I have a candle, but this kind of popped into my head because I was thinking I need a candle. that's going to get rid of these, like, you know, garlic and gun is what else that's, that <laughs> you know, floating around the house. And so, um, you know, I started looking into like, you know, air fresheners like, that are out there and that are like odor eliminating. I was like, well, how could I make a candle that would do that? 
So then I did some more research on that as well. And I was like, oh, I think this would actually kind of separate me um, in the candle space because I wasn't really seeing a lot of um, candle, right, odor eliminating candles. So um, did more research, reached out to more companies, you know, developed a nice little formulation for my candles. And that's kind of where it started. So the pandemic just (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, I think, you know, you hit every like entrepreneur point of like you solved a problem and you had something that you wanted to figure out. And I love the idea. Like, you're like, I'm not doing this. Cause I said that so many times about bits. I was like, no, 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 I'm not, that's not for me. I'm not doing that. And sure enough, you know, here we are. But um, yeah, (laughs) so that's so awesome. And you did, you know, you, so from start to finish kind of how long was your, like from the time you were like, I could try this until like you launched your products. Like what was that timeline like? So the idea of, okay, I could do this was like early April when I was like, this is maybe something that I could do. And I just launched last week. So the 15th, so a little over a year. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, that's congratulations. First of all, Thank you. now you mentioned, obviously you had like the idea, okay, I need to set myself apart. Cause obviously there's a million people doing candles. Right. Um, yeah. And so the idea of finding, you know, first of all, the idea of going into a niche where you're like, okay, it's already saturated because you can go into any Target, Walmart, you know, go on Etsy's, people are selling candles. So you're like, I have to find a way to make mine different. And obviously yours came about because you had this need of like, okay, I really want to get rid of these smells in my house. Right. (laughs) So... But like, was there any kind of strategy behind, like, did you kind of fall into that? Or was it like you went and going, like, I've got to find a way to set myself apart. Stay with us. We'll be right back. If you've been listening to the Girl Means Business podcast for any amount of time, then you know my love of email marketing runs deep. Not only is it a great way to generate new leads, but it's one of the most effective methods for nurturing warm leads and turning them into sales. Now, over the years, I've tested several email platforms, and my favorite by far is Flowdesk. Not only do they make email marketing simple and easy, even for the technically challenged, but they have everything you need to create stunning emails, capture leads, make sales, and automate the entire process, giving you time back in your busy day. And the cherry on top is you're only charged one flat fee no matter how many subscribers you have. So while other platforms will increase your price when you go over your pricing tier limit, Flowdesk has no price increases or hidden fees. If you're ready to give Flowdesk a try, click the link below in the show notes to save 50% off your first year. Let Flowdesk help you design emails people will love. Click the link below and check it out. I have a feeling you're going to love it just as much as I do. I did go in thinking I need to set myself apart because, you know, when I was researching, I was like, there are so many candles. And I actually knew going in that I wanted to be in the luxury candle space simply because I just had this vision of what I wanted my candles to look like. And then also because I wanted to make my candles like natural and, you know, use like natural waxes, which, you know, those waxes are, are more expensive than, you know, let's say paraffin or, you know, less natural waxes. So I knew I wanted to be in that luxury 
space, but I also knew, okay, in order to stand out, what can I do? And then, you know, the issue of, all right, I want to get rid of these, you know, lingering smells and also kind of create something where people didn't realize that they kind of had that problem and they didn't realize that candles may not have been odor eliminating until it was like, oh yeah, you're right. Like when it's like <laughs> candle out, you know, and smell, you know, whatever it is, it may not even be cooking. Like an, another example I have, my husband hates when I tell this, but he has a, um, a saltwater fish tank. <laughs> and okay. so, yeah, so during the pandemic, um, he had to kind of take care of it himself. Like before, you know, um, he hates when I say this too, but like professionals were coming in and, and doing it. And then um, he started kind of doing it. And sometimes, you know, I could, I could tell when something went wrong. Uh, like it didn't smell the best. Oh man. Um, yeah. So, you know, even if he corrected that problem, that would be lingering too. And it's like, okay, definitely, you know, we could light a candle, but it kind of smells like whatever's happening in the tank and candles. So it's like, I need to, you know, have something that's going to get rid of that. Once you fix the problem, like whatever's lingering is gone. So, yes. um, you know, it's just like common household issues. If you have a pet or, you know, sometimes kids, God knows what they might bring into the house or, you know, what might happen that might just have like a lingering, you know what I mean? Odor. And I just kind of wanted to create something that would get rid of that. So, yeah. Um, I think when you said that you were like the, the it, most candles just kind of give you that scent of like, oh, it smells really good on top of the bacon grease from breakfast. Right. This morning. Like, <laughs> so that's so true. And yeah. And you don't, you know, you're, you hit the nail on the head and you're like, most people don't even consider like the eliminating factor, the right. odor eliminating factor. So you said you knew right away you wanted to go into that luxury space. And I think this is a common kind of misconception with entrepreneurs is that they think, okay, I'm launching this business. I have to start small and then grow big, or like I have to start, you know, low and then go high. And that's just not the case. And so you said you kind of had this vision, you wanted to go into luxury space. So what, what went into that kind of planning wise, because obviously you've got your product, but then that means now you've got to get like packaging and branding and you have to speak to and market to a luxury audience. So tell us a little bit about like, what was the thought process that went into all of those pieces that create the luxury brand? Yeah. So I think because I've been a project manager for so long, um, just being able to sit down and put, I literally had a project plan (laughs) for this project. (laughs) Um, And I just knew that I needed to outsource a lot of these pieces. Like I'm not a very like, creative person. So I knew I wasn't going to be able to design like, you know, you know, the packaging and, and stuff like that. So I knew that I needed to find people that could work with me and kind of listen to my vision and, and transcribe it and kind of, you know, draw something that I'd be like, yeah, that's it. Um, so, you know, once I kind of outlined like the different steps that I thought would be involved with the project from, you know, the branding to the, the website creation, um, you know, social media management, all of that. I kind of outlined that. And then I just started, I got to work, you know, reaching out to like freelancers. Um, I used a lot of um, websites like Upwork and Fiverr. I don't know if you're uh, familiar with that, mm-hmm. just to reach yep. out to like, freelancers and um, kind of, you know, to let them kind of, uh, you know, understand like what my vision was and see if they could work with me. And once I kind of found the people that I was like, all right, that they sound like they, they understand me, like they realize that I don't know what I'm doing, but they were like really nice about it. Um, you know, and so I, you know, hired the people and we just kind of started mapping out, like, you know, tell us your vision. Like, so the colors were all mine. I don't know why I had dark green and gold in my head. I don't know where it came from, but I'm like, those are my colors. I want those, you know? And, um, 
it was just really just finding people who could work with me, um, kind of understand where I was going and kind of like, okay, I think this is what you're looking for here. Um, and a lot of research because, you know, I was doing everything online too. I couldn't travel in to meet someone and sit face to face and kind of look at what they've done, you know? So that was also kind of difficult too. Um, during being, during a pandemic, everything had to be virtual or over the phone. Um, but yeah, just research and more research and just kind of, you know, finding the right people. And luckily I did. So, yeah, I like that you outsource a lot. Cause I think that's another kind of misconception people have is that when you're starting out, you have to kind of bootstrap everything and do it all yourself. But I love that you were like, I am not creative in the sense that like, I'm not going to design my packaging. I'm not going to design my website. And I think when you are trying, I mean, it's one thing if you're like, okay, I'm going to make candles and set up like a little Etsy shop and it can just be like a little mom and pop thing. And not to just, not to just like credit that, but if you're going for a certain, you know, niche market, you have to come out of the gates swinging, you know? Exactly. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And and I like, go ahead. No, sorry. No, I'm saying that was definitely in the back of my mind too. Like I can't, you know, try to come out in the luxury space and not have what looks like a luxury product that like belongs or, or, you know, deserves to be considered luxury. So yeah, Yeah. that's why I outsourced most of that stuff. Well, and I was going to say too, I was looking at your website earlier and I love the green and gold. And it's funny because like (laughs) I'm, I grew I'm here in Texas. I grew up in Waco. So it's very Baylor colors, but I was like, but yeah. that's not what came across because when, when you mentioned like the green and gold, I was like, Oh, I didn't even realize looking at it that that's, I mean, I, I, I took in the color scheme, but it was more an yeah. overall feeling I got from your website. Um, but I love the combination. So, okay. I want to kind of go into the mindset of <laughs> this luxury space because I think again, like we all sort of start to have this idea of like, yes, I want to, you know, I I come from a photography background where, you know, a lot of times people start off charging like 50 to a hundred dollars for a session. And I'm, you know, I know a lot of photographers who are like, oh no, no, no. I charge like thousands of dollars for a session, which is kind of that, that's that luxury space, but you have to have a different mindset to get there. You know, you, you have these, you know, that imposter syndrome, that voice in your head, that's like, oh my gosh, this is, you know, what am I thinking? Like I, I I have a project management background. What am I doing selling candles? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yep. Did you, is there anything that you've done to kind of help just kind of get your, like your mindset in the space where you feel confident in like going forward? Do you, I mean, do you have those moments where you're like, what am I doing? And like, how do you push through that? I do. So um, I think I kind of get that nagging little voice popping in my head like every day, especially since launching last week. Um, but I've always been a person that I've always had like a big imagination. Um, and I kind of learned like early on, like I think in, in my sophomore year of college, um, a friend of mine just kind of introduced me to like, okay, if you want it, like, you know, dream big, aim high, go for it. Like, don't, you know, listen to anyone who says, oh, you can't, you know, just kind of use that to fuel you even more. And that has worked like, even in my career, like, um, you know, where I started off, uh, probably should not have gotten to a senior level as quickly as I did. But, you know, I just kind of kept it in the back of my head, like, hey, I'm going for it. That's where I want to be. So I've always been that person that can, you know, dream as big as you can imagine, like ridiculously big. And some might argue that, okay, you know, you should have started with the, you know, the XT or, you know, the the lower, you know, lower cost candles. But I, 
I just like, nope, that's not what I'm going to, I'm going to do. Like, I know there are other um, brands that came out as luxury brands that came out at that price point that did well. I know I can do the same thing. So I just kind of try to shift my, my focus from, all right, you know, maybe you should have, maybe you should have listened to those people to more of, nope, this is what we're going to do. I'm seeing the signs. I'm going to stick to it. And I mean, that's worked for me, just like keeping positive um, and just focusing on my goals and making it happen. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I think, you know, I was actually having this conversation with my husband the other day because I was saying, you know, I, there's a certain type of person that is cut out to do this whole like growing your own business, building your own business thing, mm-hmm. because there's going to be so many points on the way. I know for me, I've had so many points where I'm like, most people would have been like, I'm done throwing in the towel. I tap out, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. But like, you have to have that, that voice in your head also like kind of the devil and the angel thing where it's like that one voice is louder than all the other voices that are like, no, you got this. Like you can do this. You just got to fi- figure out how to make it work. Yeah. Um, and so I think that like, it sounds like you have that louder voice that, that's louder than the one saying you can't do it. <laughs> yeah, I do. And on, I'm going to be honest, like there have been things that has happened along the way that has made me go, oh no, <laughs> like I need to stop now before things get worse. But then I always tell myself, you know what, like one day this is going to make an awesome story. I'm going to be able to say, you know, this horrible thing happened, but I pushed through it. Like I'll actually give you an example. So my very first shipment of candle vessels, uh, when they came in and they were being unloaded from the truck. So this, you know, they're, they're glass, right. And they're being unloaded from the truck. And I don't know what happened, but an entire pallet of them just fell. Oh no. (laughs) I was not laughing on that day. I I stood there and just, I mean, it was probably funny to watch me just like crying. Yeah. But so that happened. Now, luckily, it was it was worse than it looked. Luckily, I mean, there was maybe like a hundred or so of them that you know had broken, which I mean is bad, but not as bad as like that. You know, like all of yeah. them being broken. Um, but and I, I actually I snapped a photo of that. I mean, not just to you know let the people know that hey, this happened. Um, but just kind of like I told myself, like this is going to be a story that you're going to be able to say, you know. When I started, this happened and everything in me told me to just run. Like, don't even just leave them there. Just go (laughs) find something else to do. But I pushed through and here I am today. So I kind of always try to, you know, like take that in the back of my mind. Like, nope, you're going to get through it, Um, you know, and you're going to be able to use that as a story to say you can pretty much like have any horrible thing happen and you can still push through and like be successful. I love that idea, like that mindset of this is, this will be a story I tell someday. You know, I yeah. always like growing up as a kid and I don't, I'm not going to try to guess how old you are because you look young, but <laughs> um, <laughs> I I remember like, you know, the big thing for a long time was like the, the late night talk show host and they'd have all the, you know, this is before social media. So like, that's where you'd get to hear the funny behind the scenes stories of like the movies yeah. that they were on or whatever. And not that I ever aspired to be a movie starting like that. But I always, for whatever reason in my mind, I was like, Oh, one of these days I'm going to have a story to tell. Like I'm going to have a funny story to tell. And, but it was always like, they were telling it after the fact, you know, like, Oh, now this movie is going to be this great success, but we had these really like these bumps along the way, or we had these funny things happen. And so I love, that's what I thought of when you were telling your story. I was like, yes, you have to go for that in the States to me, but like that Jay Leno moment where you're on the show and you're telling like, okay, I've gone through all these things and look where I am now. You know, yeah. it's, you have, I think that, I mean, everybody has those bumps in the road, but 
I love that you're looking at it from that perspective of this is just part of my journey and it's going to be something I can tell later on to help other people be like, yeah, yeah. Like you're going to have, you know, pallets of your product fall off a truck and break. Like (laughs) just know what's going to happen. really you know maybe look in a different metaphorical sense but (laughs) yeah oh my gosh that's a great story um okay so let's talk about sort of the marketing side of this because you said you just launched and Mm -hmm. um obviously like I said your website's gorgeous your products look amazing so what are you because you are you know you're not in that Etsy space you know you're not there's a whole different audience that you're trying to appeal to and I think that you know, it's important to point out that like there are, there's different ways that you market to these different audiences, you know, and whether you're independently selling on a, you know, like Etsy or out of your at farmer's markets and things like that versus, you know, on a luxury product and in a different space, how are you changing your marketing or how are you not changing, but how are you marketing to that space so that you feel like you're hitting the right audience? Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey, photographers, are you ready to make 2024 your best year yet? Growing a business is tough. You're following all the successful photographers and experts, soaking up their best advice and downloading all their free guides, trying to replicate their success only to come up lacking, blaming yourself when their methods don't work for you. But the truth is, it isn't you. Free content and one-size-fits-all courses can only get you so far. What you need is personalized help and guidance, but that can get expensive. Well, not anymore. I've created the perfect solution to get you personalized results for less than $2 a day. Introducing the Focus Photographer Lab, a one-of-a-kind coaching membership that gets you one-on-one results for a fraction of the cost of traditional coaching. Inside the lab, you'll find the three C's to success, classes, coaching, and community. With classes, you gain access to a treasure trove of pre-recorded trainings and invaluable resources. With coaching, you get monthly live trainings and Q&A sessions, along with my favorite part, the weekly one-on-one office hours, where we get to address your unique questions and challenges. And then there's the community, where you get to connect with an amazing group of talented female photographers who share your passions, supporting each other and inspiring each other to greatness. The best part is it doesn't come with an expensive one-on-one coaching price tag. You get all of that for just $47 a month. You can even try it for free for 14 days to make sure it's a good fit for you. And there is no contract and no obligation you can cancel at any time. So what are you waiting for? Head down to the show notes and click the link to learn more and get signed up today. And let's make 2024 our best year yet. So that was one of the areas that I definitely outsourced because um, I literally created my own personal Instagram page a month ago. Like I didn't even, (laughs) I had one for my dog, (laughs) you know, I've had an Instagram for like two years and she has over a thousand followers, but oh oh no, no one's going to want to know what I'm doing every day. Like, you know, today I cooked dinner and lit a candle, like, you know, so I didn't have any any social media, but I was like, you know what, um, A, I'm going to outsource this to the professionals um, and get, you know, assistance while also educating myself too, because I, I know it's important for me to know what's going on. 
but I just knew that, you know, if there are people out there who have been dealing with, you know, not just Instagram, but all the other, you know, social media pages that are out there that I did not have, um, who can kind of guide me and kind of set me up with like, all right, this is what you need with content. This is who you need to kind of tailor your content to. This is how we're going to do the marketing. Um, and then also because I want people for my brand, I, I decided that I wanted people to get to know me. Um, I think because it, it, for like a personal reason, like when I'm purchasing something, like if I take a look at something, especially if it's not the cheapest product, like I kind of want to be like, all right, hold on. Who is this? You know, where did it come from? You know, all of that. So whenever I, you know, can actually see like the person behind it, that, that to me kind of like sells the product too. So like, I want people to get to know me and see that I'm a real person and kind of hear my story and, you know, just kind of like, I'm just an average person, <laughs> like, you know, I'm special, but this is me. Um, so that's a part of my marketing too. Like, Hey, you know, let's take the time for people to kind of be like, all right, this is the company. This is who's behind it. And then, um, you know, naturally, like when you're marketing on social media, you get to, you know, kind of tailor your audience. So you can say, you know, people who are specifically interested in, you know, these other, maybe like some competitors or other, just like, you know, like Nordstrom or other like luxury, you know, retailers. Um, so definitely kind of like tailoring the marketing strategy to the words, those people um, right now. So we're, we're building social media engagement, which is going really well. And then we're also doing um, Facebook targeting. So just kind of building brand awareness, um, which is also going really well. Like every day I, I look and I'm like, wow, all these people are going to my website. <laughs> yeah. That's so awesome. Like, oh, yeah. Um, so that's pretty much what we've been doing because, you know, I'm not out like, you know, like at a store or where people can physically come in and pick up a candle and say, okay, yep, this definitely does smell good or this does look good. So I'm definitely just trying to bring that across um, virtually, um, which, it, you know, it, it takes time, but we've gotten like really good success, really good engagement so far. So it's promising and it's like keeping me going like, okay, yeah, it looks like I can do this, you know? Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I love that you already kind of have the CEO role down, like, cause a lot of people, again, they start off and they're like, okay, I've got to do all the things that ha- I've got to learn how to do Facebook and I've got to learn how to do Instagram and I've got to learn how to, right. you know, do branding and logo design and packaging and web design. Like there's so much, there's so much to do. And yeah. I think the ultimate goal is to always get to the point where you are able to only do the things that you are good at and then let other people, you know, live in your zone of genius and then let other people take care of the rest. And you just dove right into that, which I think is amazing. Um, And I think that, you know, you, I know this sounds, I don't want to like put things into a category or box here, but like when you are in that luxury space, you almost have to start off that way. I think because you, it's a different, it's a different space. It's a different um, mindset. It's a different, you know, launch pad, you have to come out like with everything almost perfect. I'm always, I'm the type of person that's like done is better than perfect. But sometimes when you're in that luxury space, people want perfection to some degree, Yeah, <laughs> which absolutely. is, I'm sure like a, a kind of a weight on your shoulders sometimes, but I love that you're able to hand that off. Does that make you like, are you comfortable with outsourcing or do you, are you someone who's like, I want to have a little bit of my hand in all the things because it's, it's your baby, it's your business. Um, I think because I'm a project manager, like I'm really comfortable because, you know, even with with work, it's like, all right, I know I'm not going to go behind the scenes and build that entire system. Like I need IT, I need engineering. But um, I think also because I educate myself on what needs to happen, 
Um, so, you know, when, for example, with like the social media, it's like, okay, I know I don't know anything about reels, <laughs> but <laughs> like, you know, help me understand like why we're taking this approach to, you know, like our content or why we're using this or, and once I understand that, then I feel more comfortable, like, okay, perfect. I, I know you got it. I understand why you're doing something. Um, and that's all I need. I just need to understand the why, because I mean, I think it's important too, as a business owner, even if you're delegating or, um, you know, outsourcing something like you still kind of want to understand what's going on. Um, so that if something doesn't appear to be working, you can, you know, step in and say, okay, you know, we talked about this approach. Um, maybe we can try, you know, I did a little bit of research and saw this, like, why haven't we tried this approach? Like, so you definitely want to keep yourself informed. Um, but I recommend hundred percent as much as you can, um, outsource, especially if you're not an expert in that area, just to free up your time to do, you know, what you are an expert at, which for me is making the candles, which takes a while. You know? yeah. It takes time. Um, and so I definitely wanted and needed to have the time to do that, um, while launching the business. So it was important for me to, you know, make sure that I had other experts, you know, working on those other things. So those could be perfected and, you know, that's what they do. And, you know, that's their area of expertise. And I could kind of just focus on my product. So I love when I see somebody's like past work experience kind of filter into their yeah. business because, you know, like I came from a teaching background. I was an elementary teacher for years. And when I left, I always had this idea of like, oh man, I feel like I've wasted all these degrees and, you know, experience. <laughs> and now, I mean, I, I'm using my teaching skills more than I ever was before almost. And so I love it when it kind of comes that full circle of like your project management background. And the yeah. fact that you have done this, like that, that makes such sense that you're so used to managing a team of people who are doing the things that that's going to really, you know, bode well for you in business. And I love, I wrote down what you said, like, you want to know, you want to understand the why of something. Right. You don't necessarily need to know the how of something. I think that is so important with the outsourcing piece, because yeah, like I know a lot of people who are running businesses who are like, but I want to know how to do all these things so that I can do them. And I was like, you don't need to know the how, like, I don't need to know the technical parts that go into building my website. Like that's, I don't need to know how to code, but I want to know, like, you know, why, why are we doing something a certain way so that I can understand, you know, that aspect of it. I, I, that's one of my favorite, you know, pull quotes from today, I think is so good is you need to know the why, but you don't have to know the how. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Well, I am so excited for you for this new business launch you have. So one last question before we kind of wrap up is what is your kind of big goal? Like what is, what are you hoping a year from now for your business to look like? So I started with candles, but I really do want to branch into other things like luxury home goods. And it kind of, when I was choosing the name for, for the business, I didn't want to select, um, you know, something like, you know, Candle Co, like Worthington Candle Company, because I did want to kind of keep it open. So I could incorporate somewhere down the line. I don't really know what it looks like yet. I've got all these huge <laughs> visions and <laughs> write stuff down. Um, but I do know that I want to incorporate other, you know, like home goods, like like home items. Um, so whatever that might look like. But I think a year from now, definitely, you know, the candles are, are doing well. I would love to get into maybe like a major, you know, retailer as well. And then also, you know, be launching other other items for the Worthington collection. So that's so awesome. Well, I cannot wait to follow your journey and see. Come, we'll come back in a year and do a, a recap yeah. and see how far <laughs> along you are. That's so cool. 
Um, well, tell people where they can find you, how they can reach out to you if they have questions or um, all that information. Sure, sure. So um, the name of the company is The Worthington Collection. So the website is theworthingtoncollection.com. Also on um, Instagram and Facebook. So at The Worthington Collection. And also, um, if you'd like to kind of get to know a little bit more about me, um, at Sarah Clifford Owen on Instagram as well. Perfect, perfect. I'll have all those links down in the show notes for everybody. So Sarah, thank you so much for joining us today. I love your story. I love this journey that you're on. Like I said, I cannot wait to see a year from now, all the amazing things that you're doing. So thank you so much for joining us and we'll have to catch up again soon. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Have a great day. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope you enjoyed the conversation as much as I did. And as always, you can find any links or resources mentioned in today's show down in the show notes. And if we're not friends outside the podcast yet, then what are you waiting for? Come find me on Instagram at Girl Means Business. Send me a DM letting me know what you thought of today's episode or any of the past episodes you've listened to. You can also take a screenshot of today's episode and post it to your stories, tagging at Girl Means Business, and I'll give you a shout out on my page. I love connecting with you and hearing all about your business and can't wait to get to know you more. I hope you have a wonderful week and I will meet you back here next week, same time, same place.